The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey, DJs, it is Monday, October 9th. We're going to recap week five of the NFL. Uh, we're going to look at Monday Night Football. We got a pair of baseball games, and we have a birthday boy to celebrate. Sex Panther, happy birthday. Uh, thank you, Mad Max. Uh, another day, another year, another year older. I don't really feel the difference from yesterday, but it's that much closer to retirement. If I'm allowed to retire, I doubt it. I don't know. But it's early. My dad's coming up. Take me out for lunch. My Two of my kids have already wished me happy birthday. I think you're like number five or six to give me my happy birthday this morning. So much appreciated. Listen, yesterday's football. We're going to recap some football. But I was going through the lines, going through the, the, the results. And it just comes to see, I, I don't think this is a pattern, but just yesterday, if you would have taken all the underdogs, and all the double-digit favorites, you could have made some cash. Jeez, man, I, I I didn't even look at that, but I mean, there's yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that, that's definitely something. Uh, yeah, we're we're definitely gonna recap things for sure. And uh, honestly, Panther, the fact that it, that it, it you know fifty-two doesn't feel uh, he's fifty-two, right? Yeah, 52. fifty-two. Yeah, fifty-two doesn't feel uh, much different than fifty-one. That, that's a good thing because. <laughs> I tell you, 42 feels a lot different than 41. <laughs> I don't know. Like I my body, my, every ah. year, every year, it feels like my body just takes more time to recover from things. I like, I went for a run on Friday, and my knee is still fucked up. <laughs> I am scared for when it smacks me. I think it's not going to be gradual. I think it's just going to smack me because I really don't feel that much different than I did when I was your age, when I was 40, 41, 42. I feel the same um but I, i'm just worried as i get older i'm gonna like i'm gonna hit 60 and then just like a uh, dead carp gets smacked in the face and all of a sudden i'm like wow i got old that fast oh man no man it's 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 definitely been a gradual like i remember uh let's see eight years ago what was that two th- yeah that uh, must have been yeah 34 35 around that area 34 35 area and like i i could still do things athletically that you know i could do in my 20s and it's just man my 
you know, could recover well. And then gradually every year after that is just like more recovery time, slower fucking speeds. Like I'm looking at my mile speeds and it's like, really? That's how slow I am now? It's like, ah, oh, 42, man. Like I've just, I've, it's been all downhill for me since late August. <laughs> that's for sure. Anyway, uh, enough about this stuff. We got lots of football stuff to cover. We also got a, a Monday night football game. And as I mentioned two baseball games, some surprising baseball stuff. Can't wait to talk about that, but all right. Uh, this is a, a different, uh, edition of, uh, the touchdown Panther. Um, this is the things we know and things we don't know edition. Okay. okay. So th this is going to be fun. All right. We're going to start off with things we know. Point one, we know the Patriots suck. We, we can also suspect them of tanking for a quarterback because we also know that Mac Jones sucks. He's not an NFL caliber quarterback. Patriots got rocked at home uh, 34 to nothing. They lost to the Saints yesterday. Patriots now 0-3 at home this year. Mac Jones benched once again. So I, my question to you, does Bill Belichick actually have it in him? He, remember, we talked about how brilliant he is. He's, he's this fucking mastermind. He does things to for the betterment of the team. Does he actually have it in him to tank this year to get the quarterback of the future? He doesn't have to tank. His team's terrible. He can actually go out and try, and they're still going to maybe manage three or four wins. I don't like this Patriots team, and I really feel bad for any quarterback that gets drafted by this Patriots team. I don't like the defense. They've given up 72 points in their last two games. The offense is terrible. They really haven't had any semblance of a running game. Let's remember all of the years that Tom Brady was there. Their quote-unquote running game was screen passes out in the flat. They've never been a great running team. Maybe, you know, when they, they scheme something against one particular team that's not that good. But this Patriots team, look, if I'm Belichick, I get out before you do some serious damage to your legacy. I don't like this team, and I don't think they get better anytime soon. He doesn't need help tanking. They're bad. Oh, man, I think, I think he's a... Uh got too much ego to go out on the bottom like this but i think you're right i don't think there's a much way to get out on top at this point in time not in the near future that's for sure point number two things we still don't know we still don't know if the ravens are going to take this uh, season seriously at all because i mean if yesterday's showing proved us anything i have they showed up for the season just yet i, I don't know we get it division games are weird but I mean, we expected Baltimore to finally kind of start clicking. We, we, you know, we we wanted them to like finally break out. Instead, they lost seventeen to ten to a very mediocre Steelers team. Mediocre might be nice. George Pickens, he was the hero of the day for the Steelers, but really it was their defense. They forced several fumbles. They recovered two of those. They got an interception on Lamar. Panther, what's the deal with the Ravens? I have no clue. I mean, we're talking about a Pittsburgh team that just got slapped stupid last week by the Houston Texans. So you fully expect, we fully expect, it was a stone-cold lock. The Ravens are going to kill the That's probably what I did wrong. I went full Vlad Guerrero on that game. But I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I can't even really attribute this to Harbaugh. Harbaugh shouldn't even matter. This team, without any coaching at all, should be able to beat this lackluster Steelers team. 
all excuses, preseason, everything that I'd give some of these teams. We're in week five. There's no more excuses. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're broken. Maybe they don't have that answer at running back because Dobbins got hurt. Doesn't seem like they know who their bell cow is right now. But they seem confused and disoriented. I don't know what the answer is. They're be- on paper. They're better. I don't know how to fix it other than the wins need to start coming. But I, I don't know how to fix this team. Everything screams they should be a Super Bowl contender. All right. Point number three. Things we learned. We learned that maybe playing in London already has an advantage because the Jaguars surprised the hell out of all of us. Beat the Bills this week. Buffalo had been rolling, but just could not get anything going until at least the fourth quarter. It was late in the game when Buffalo's offense finally started clicking. So, Panther, maybe the Jags should just consider staying in London a, London a few more weeks. You know, we had this conversation in the, in the asylum. You know, guys kind of saying this this is the uh, an agreement that Khan has with the NFL that apparently he's going to play. He's volunteering to play games in London every single year. I don't know if that's a something that is going to happen or not, but they're having success. They're probably having more fans. I don't know what the turnout is for Jacksonville games in Jacksonville, but um, look, they're having success. I don't know if the jet lag, the layover, whatever for Buffalo going over there, you know, I don't know when they went over, but they looked flat in the early going, couldn't get anything going good on Jacksonville. That's two in a row, but now they get to come back to stateside and go back to work. Um, we'll chalk it up to being on the other side of the pond. I'm not going to make a whole big do out of this game. Buffalo's better than that. They just shit the bed in that game. Well, uh, Jacksonville lost last week, didn't they? did they not? Like, right, that was that was a that was a loss last week. Yeah, they lost last week in London. They stayed in London, but they lost. They uh, stayed. The, oh, okay. yeah, they got their asses kicked by the Falcons last week. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> so fucking terrible. Uh, and then they bounce back. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It, it seems like uh, uh, Jacksonville likes those London games. And I still don't know. I, I, I still didn't get clarity. I'm guessing they just stayed there or they wouldn't come home and then fucking fly back. That would be stupid. So I'm guessing they just stayed in London that whole week. That's probably a huge fucking advantage as opposed to a team that's coming over fresh. Um, I was trying to see, like, you know how the uh, British, there's there's different words for, you know, different things. You know, British English is much different. I was, I was wondering if there was a different word for table in, 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 in British English because maybe they didn't have uh, tables for the, the uh, Buffalo Bills fans to jump through. And that's why they couldn't fucking uh, succeed this week. I don't know. But no, a table's still a table, no matter where, where whether you speak uh, British English or the correct English. Anyway, uh, point number four, things we're unsure about. Are the Bengals back? I mean, they sure looked it. Joe Burrow threw for 317 yards, three touchdowns. 192 of those yards and three of those touchdowns went to Jamar Chase. That seems to check the boxes of, yeah, Bengals are back, right? Uh Cincinnati beat, a, I would say, a feisty Cardinals team. The Cardinals never really gave up. I mean, they lost by two touchdowns. It was 34-20 at the end of the game, but the Cardinals never really gave up there. It was kind of like Dobbs had a disappointing game, and that's what led you know, the Bengals to, to win by such a high margin. But look, I'm looking at this. Maybe, maybe, Panther, maybe the Bengals' season is not doomed after all. Maybe, and they did get some help in their division as you know some other teams took some losses, but... Uh, yeah, the, the week prior, you know, there, there was some 
little banter on the sideline in the locker room about whether Jamar Chase is open or not open. And Jamar Chase said, I'm always open. Always 15 catches and nearly 200 yards later. Maybe just throw him the damn ball. I think we've heard that story before, and Jamar seems to be that guy. This is maybe the catalyst that they needed to get their season going. Uh, they were slow last year to come out, maybe not this slow. This year, the first four games, again, really slow coming out of the gates. Maybe this catapults their season. With as bad as things have gone for the Bengals, they're only one game back in their division. So no no need to panic whatsoever. They're right in the thick of things. Hopefully this thing get things going because we do believe the Cincinnati Bengals, when healthy, are one of the teams that are legit title contenders. All right, point number five, things that we were kind of sure about and were proven right. We had the D-Gen rank this past week, and if you got to remember, there was a virtual tie for the worst team in the league, and that tie was between Chicago and Denver. Well, listen, man, Chicago came out. They won a big road win on Thursday Night Football. They were backed by a strong performance by Justin Fields. And then the Broncos lost to the fucking Jets by 10 points. Uh, Zach Wilson threw for more yards than Russell Wilson did. Sean Payton yelled at Russell Wilson on the sidelines. I guess maybe Peyton should have spent uh, less time talking shit about the Jets in the offseason and more time actually focusing in on his quarterback, who he thought was good and is not. Panther, Denver, worst team in football. Uh, I still got to give a tip of the hat to Carolina, but they're right there. Uh, part of the problem here is, you know, for this particular game was Sean Payton uh, preseason made this game personal. The Jets made it personal. Hell, even Aaron Rodgers left his cozy sides in California to step on the sidelines. You know, he had something to say in the preseason about keep my coach's mouth out of your damn, uh, out of your mouth. So, you know, they, they're talking shit about Hackett and what a poor job he did in Denver. But right now, if they're not the worst, they're in the conversation. And uh, listen, I'll tell you right now, I'll just cat out of the bag. They're going to be in my bottom two. <laughs> well they were my worst team last week so uh man gonna be terrible all right point number six we'll call this other things mention it afc south still up for grabs anthony richardson got hurt but uh newly re-signed uh justin taylor and the stash gardner Minshew the second they got a big win over the colts uh the colts uh, oh, got a big win over the titans uh falcons as mentioned snuck out that win over a good but not great outing from cj stroud and the texans we also uh know that the lions offense is really good and the giants offense is not we also know that tyreek hill is still really fast we also know that travis kelsey will play through pain in order to score a touchdown in front of taylor swift and we also know that despite uh, despite struggling a little bit against a tough defense the eagles are pretty fucking good still undefeated so those are some things that we also know panther yeah, the, the Giants really concern me because I think the precursor to the D-Gen rank, but I think they're going to be down there with the Broncos and the Panthers. They they have show no signs of life. They're just getting bitched every which way they turn. Um, a team that you didn't talk about, San Francisco. Late oh, well, hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Stop, 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 stop. We still have an oh, extra we point. We still got an extra oh, point. Oh, we got an extra point. Oh, okay. I'll back up then. We'll talk about the teams you did talk about. Uh, Eagles, 
starting to put things together. You know, one of like the Rays didn't think we had seen the best of the Eagles. We're starting to see them put things together. Um, but yeah, the, I think my big takeaway there is the fucking Giants, man. I did not think they would be this bad. No, I totally agree. I think uh, you know they 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 might be in tank mode. They just signed Daniel Jones that big contract, and the guy that they didn't sign to the big contract is you know he may maybe could have played this week, but you know he wasn't really feeling a hundred percent. So that's what you get when you don't pay your running back. Justin Taylor got paid, and you know, fucking Colts won. How about that, Panther? <laughs> fucking a. What about that? That's that's astounding. Um, yeah, so about about that, of course, I I, I watched that uh, Rams Eagles game very very closely. Um, Rams defense still really good. Uh, they you know definitely in the red zone gave the the Eagles fits. Like just the Eagles could not fucking just score willy nilly. It was a nine point win. Probably should have been a little bit closer. Uh, Rams offense stalled out a little bit, but you know, with Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, Nakua had a, still another good game. Cup Cup was catching things early on. I'm not writing the Rams off. I think they played a tough game against the Eagles, a really good Eagles team, and I still don't think we've seen the best of the Eagles because their offense was, you know, not great yesterday. So that's something to be scary about. Okay, extra point here. And, and 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 my 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 title of this one is you know we we did so here we go we did uh, things we know things we still don't know things we learned things we were unsure about things we were kind of sure about we were proven right other things and this one's just called and then there's the Cowboys and the Niners um, <laughs> I think we just proved that the Niners are for real the Cowboys are not uh, San Francisco absolutely massacred Dallas last night forty two to ten Brock Purdy put on an absolute fucking show and finally. Fine. I don't know what beef he had with George Kittle, but it was solved this week, Panther. He <laughs> finally forgave George Kittle for whatever bad deeds he's done in the past. Threw three touchdowns over to him. Uh, Dallas tried to focus all their attention on C-Mac, and they were reminded just how stacked this Niners team is. It looked like the, the San Francisco Niners were playing chess out there, and the Cowboys were struggling to play connect fucking four. Uh, man, what an absolute fucking demolishing fucking game last night. I, I I think my big takeaway is we're not surprised by how good San Francisco is, but the fact that Dallas had no answer for anything, offensively, defensively, week one, that massacre that Dallas had over the Giants, that's so far removed, it doesn't even count. It was a preseason game. Yes, the Giants are bad, but now I think there's an overreaction of how good the Cowboys could be. We've kind of joked all along up until this point, hey, they had their preseason schedule. They haven't played anybody. Now let's see what happens when they play the Niners. Large dose of reality. Maybe we still get to say the same thing because you kind of made that comment to me Friday when we did the show. Well, San Francisco really hasn't played anybody maybe still have that question, have they played anybody? I'm not entirely sure. All I know is I'm circling that date for Philadelphia and San Francisco. All right, so here you go. You know, Miami has beaten a team by 50 points this year. Uh, the Buffalo Bills won on a a just a, a stretch where they're beating teams by 20, 30 points. Um, they're, they're, they're differential, they're point differential. So Miami's plus 46 and Buffalo's plus 79. Would you believe that... At number two, Buffalo being number two, they're still 20 points behind point differential of the San Francisco 49ers. 
plus 99 through five games, Panther. That is just wow. I, it's wow. Just, it just shows you how good they are. It's not some teams, like when we talk about the Chiefs, we talk about their offense. We talk about the Eagles, we talk about their offense. We talk about the Bills, we talk about their offense. San Francisco has that good of an offense. And oh, by the way, maybe the best defense in the NFL, easily top five. And that's just what gives them the advantage. So now these elite offenses have to come in and try and outscore another offense going against a much better defense than they typically see on a week-to-week basis. I don't even know if it really matters if Brock Purdy stays healthy. But if he does, I mean, I know we're only five weeks into the season. Well, 17-0, and we might already be on, on perfect season watch. Well, you got to remember, Eagles-Niners at some point. I mean, two undefeated teams could match up at some point in time. That's uh, going to be fun. All right. Let's take a quick break. After that, we do have a Monday Night Football game to get to, a pair of baseball games. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. We are back, possibly never left you. Okay, Panther, here we go. Uh, Monday Night Football, a game that probably in the in the early you know the preseason, the, the fucking schedule makers are like, hey, this is going to be a you know pretty solid matchup. And then the Raiders decided not to fucking show up this season. But here you are anyway. Raiders at home. Monday Night Football, don't even get the fucking home three. However, I mean, if you're betting the Raiders, I can get you minus one and a half. If you're betting the Packers, I can get you plus two and a half. So there is some variance across these sports books. Standard line seems to be minus two, plus two. Where are you at in this one, Panther? Oh, you know, here's where I'm at. We got Thursday Night Football on a Monday night. That's where we're at. Uh, this is not going to be a good game. It's going to be a low-scoring game. And it's not because either team's really good. It's just because the Raiders offensively are not good. And you would think when you say the names Jimmy Garoppolo, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, who led the league in rushing last year, has barely been found. This team through four weeks has not eclipsed 20 points yet. I mean, in today's NFL, where they have basically – rules for the offense to score and handcuff defenders where you can't touch the offensive players and you still can't get to 20 points is really a head scratcher. It it has nothing to 
do with what I think about Green Bay. I think Green Bay is a 500 team. I don't like them. I don't hate them. But I like them way more than the Raiders. This is a money line. I, I'm going to take the two and a half, but I'm going to sprinkle a few coins on the Packers on that money line. Give me 25 bucks on the Packers. Uh, yeah, totally agree. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bet the Packers with you, uh, 25 on the Packers. Uh, it's like the two and a half, but yeah, same thing. I, this could be a money line situation. I do think Green Bay outright wins. Uh, big, so, so, all right, so here's some, some question marks, if you will, or things to be considering before you bet this one. Um, the first one is the running game for the Packers or the non-existent running game of the Packers. And, and of, of course, that that is centered around the fact that Aaron Jones has been banged up all year. Now, the, they last played on Thursday night football, right? This is a pretty big stretch of games. I think they, their last game was a Thursday night football game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and so they go from Thursday. Uh, yeah, because it was against the Lions. Last time they, they played was remember it was yeah, a Thursday yeah. night. Yeah. So now they go from Thursday to a Monday. That's a that's a good stretch of fucking healthy time that they have off. Uh, Watch and the NFL so, give them a bye next week. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, I mean, this gives Aaron Jones extra time. He was banged up in that last game. So if he can get things going, then check mark for the Packers because they really do need that running game to protect Jordan Love a little bit. Uh, on the other side of the ball, of course, Devontae Adams, who spent a good chunk of his career playing playing for the Green Bay Packers now has a chance to play against his former team and show them what they're missing. However, he's banged up. His shoulder got, you know, butchered in that last fucking game. Um, I think he was limited or I think he might have even missed the, the last couple of practices. You know, um, I think he didn't practice Thursday and Friday. So, I mean, uh, questionable for today's game. He should play. Uh, and then the guy that would be um, playing against him, the uh, be uh, Jair Alexander, um, he's been injured as well. So, I mean, it's like on, on paper, if everyone's healthy, you'd love to see Devonte Adams out there. You'd love to see Jair Alexander matching up against him and see how that goes. But neither of those guys are healthy. Um, Jordan Love is healthy. Uh, they can't say the same, same thing for the quarterback situation for, uh, Las Vegas, right? I mean, Garoppolo has been fucking injured forever. It seems right. I mean, has there ever not been a week where we haven't talked about a, an injury or a possible injury to fucking Jimmy Garoppolo? It isn't, isn't that the fucking, like, book on this fucking guy? Is that, you know, um, he's a good quarterback, but just can't stay on the fucking field. Um, I, you know, Jordan Love kind of, I won't say regressed, but dropped off the last couple of weeks. He started, remember, he was starting really promising to start the year. It's kind of mid, kind of fucking mediocre the last couple of weeks. Still, I just, I think Green Bay's, the better team here. I, I think the Raiders are a fucking mess. So yeah, long-winded way of saying is I agree with you. Twenty-five dollar bet on the Packers. All right. I don't know what else to add to that. I was about to say, all right, on to baseball. At this point, yeah, let's just go on to baseball. Um, got two games on the board today, man. Before we get to these two games, um, I won't say surprising, right? Um, interesting start to the baseball playoffs, right, Panther? Um, interesting. I I'll, I will take a victory lap. I will toot my own horn a little bit. I'm five and one. Uh, if you're in the Discord and in the asylum, you saw I went four for four on Saturday. Didn't get my two for two yesterday. Lost the Astros game. But um, yeah, I tell you what's surprising right now is probably two the, the two American League teams, right? Or excuse me, one American League team, one National League. And one is the Rangers, 
jumping out to that 2-0 start. And, I mean, what the Diamondbacks did to Kershaw. I know we joke about playoff Kershaw, but good God, he couldn't get out of the first inning. And now, when we get to this game, they get to face Zach Gallen. Oh, Dodger Blue, <laughs> you're in trouble. All right, well, let's get to both these games today because I actually feel like the two favorites might be in trouble together here. Starting off with the Phillies and the Braves. The Phillies took game one against Atlanta. Now seeing if they can go up a commanding 2-0 lead. You got Zach Wheeler on the mound for the Phillies. Max Fried Fried on the mound for the Braves. Looking at this line, you can get plus 140 on the Phillies, or you're gonna have to eat minus 154 on the Braves. Panther, I I have listen, I have this commitment to bet all of the playoff games for better or for worse. I believe in solidarity, you're betting all the playoff games for better or for worse. This is a tough one, though. Where are you at? Oh, I don't think it's tough at all. Uh, much like the first game where they're, I feel like they're overvaluing Atlanta. We've been talking about the Braves and being the best team in baseball and on paper. They are the best team in baseball. But this Phillies team for the last month and a half has been playing great baseball and not just on the offensive side of the ball. They're pitching extremely well. They've given up a grand total of three earned runs in their last four games, the last game of the regular season and their three games so far in these playoffs. This team is on a quest. And at a plus 140, you know, we talk about lottery tickets, talk about value plays. This isn't about, I mean, it's tons of value, but the Phillies are 50-50 to win this game. You can't tell me they don't have a puncher's chance. I love the Phillies to go up 2-0. I'm putting my money on the fighting Phillies. Yeah, the reason I say it's tough is because it's, again, it's hard to imagine the Braves going down 2-0 2-0 in a series. Uh, I mean, at this point, like if they go down 2-0 and it goes back to Philadelphia, you're you're talking sweep at this point. So it's hard to fathom that that's going to happen. The problem is I'm fathoming it. Is that a word? Fathoming it? I'm fathoming <laughs> it right now because I totally agree. I'm going to bet the Phillies with you. $10 bet on the Philadelphia Phillies with near elite Zach Wheeler on the mound. I think he's punch for punch, a very similar pitcher to Max Fried. If you, you know, Man, I, I just the Phillies offense—they uh, can go toe to toe with the Atlanta offense. Um, This—I I was talking to my dad, um, not yesterday, Saturday. I was talking to my dad Saturday, and, was, and he he lives down in uh, Bluffton, South Carolina, so he's outside of Georgia. And so, I mean, poor poor guy—he's a Mets fan living in Braves fucking country, essentially. And so he watches a lot of Braves games, and you know, he, he's like, yeah, they just their pitching is not the same as it was. Like, earlier in the season, their pitching wasn't the same. You know, fucking Philly's uh, pitching has caught up with the Braves. And the hitting has has not lost a beat. So, dangerous fucking series for Atlanta. Poor, poor Atlanta. Uh, I think the Phillies get it done today. $10 bet on Philadelphia. Which brings us to our last game, and this will close out the show here. Even though I think we should be able to come up. I, I have feeling that we'll be in agreement. I think we can put together a DJ parlay here today. Arizona Diamondbacks, you mentioned it. Zach, motherfucking gallon on the mound going against uh, was it Brad Miller, Bobby Miller, Bobby Bingo Miller. Miller. I don't know. His <laughs> Bobby, Miller. Uh, Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller on the mound for the Dodgers. This is this is not your uh, <laughs> this is not your your, uh, your bubble champ uh, Dodgers team that uh, has had name brand pitchers and fucking Bobby Miller. It's decent enough, but it's Zach fucking gallon here, man. And you're telling me Zach Gallon. 
plus 140 after what the Diamondbacks offense just did to the fucking Dodgers. No way in fucking hell. I, $10 bet on the Diamondbacks here, Panther. Yeah, there's so much to look at here. Let's start with Bobby Miller. This is part of the Dodgers' future. He's a good quality young pitcher. Um, I don't think he ever envisioned he would be part of the rotation this year going into the playoffs. Big stage for him. I don't think he'll be overmatched, but this Diamondbacks team, I mean, let's start with the previous game. That game going into this game matters, right? Because they chased Kershaw in the first inning. That means that bullpen has been used. They've been, they've had to log some innings and they need Bobby Miller to go deep and not get shellacked right out of the gate like Kershaw did. Now, I don't expect him to get hit that hard like Kershaw, but the Diamondbacks, I got to believe, are going to be smart. They're going to take some pitches. They're going to work deep into the count and make him throw to get him out of there in maybe four or five innings if they can. Zach Gallen, guy's been money. He had that one big bad blow up against the Mets a few months ago. But otherwise, I mean, we saw what he did in the, in the previous series against Milwaukee. This guy is as good as they get. And I'm getting a plus line. Are you kidding me? Complete agreement. I'm all over this game. Give me the Diamondbacks for 10 bucks. All right, which brings our DJ and parlay to the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks plus 140, the Philadelphia Phillies plus 140, the Green Bay Packers are going to take plus the two and a half. I can only imagine. I, could, I should try to rerun this to see what the fucking uh, money line would be on Green Bay. But right now, we're plus 1,000 on our parlay, Panther. Like are we it. gonna get greedy? Are we gonna get greedy? We'll just take this. We'll uh, take this. Plus one thousand. We'll just take. We'll take the two and a half. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, and that'll do it for us on this Monday, Panthers' birthday, uh, Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day, all the fucking days. Panther, take us home. You guys know the deal. We hang out Facebook, we hang out Twitter, but mostly exclusively, it's in the asylum. Join our Discord channel. Shoot the shit with us. It was so lively this weekend. We were talking college football. Fuck the Irish. I'm done with you little bastards. Uh, we were talking NFL. We are talking a little bit of everything. Dude, Max, hockey and NBA right around the corner. Oh, by the way, yeah, and- yeah. yeah. Ho- ho- hockey, uh, hockey starts tomorrow, Panther. So we will, oh talk a li- we will talk a little bit of a hockey primer tomorrow and then actually bet on a couple of hockey games tomorrow. Oh, my God. It's starting to get silly season, kids. Get in that Discord and join the Asylum. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. Most importantly, let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're doing today. And when it's all said and done, kids, let's all make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace.